Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I've shared her story a little bit with you. Uh, many of you caught little glimpses of my hero. She's my wife. I get a chance to go home with her, make out with her, hold hands, drink coffee and raise a wonderful daughter, but she's my hero. I met her in a time of real trauma in her life. She was facing heart condition. Her aortic root had ballooned out. At any moment, it would, any moment, it would explode in her chest. Our first encounter ever meeting, and we met, and I saw Jesus in a vision in an operating room. And I said, you need to go have a surgery. Didn't know each other. You need to go have a surgery. God's going to use the doctors in this situation, but he's going to use it to spare your life. Many years later, we connected, and God spared her life. They took her heart out for four hours out of her chest. She died giving birth to our daughter and came back to life. It's a true story. Overcome heavy sexual abuse uh, and all kinds of negative things, and be able to use that pain as power all over the world to help other people. My awesome wife, Katrina, stand up. Stand up, lover girl. Yay. I love it when you stand up, it looks like there's no way that happened to that chick. It's like Rihanna's song, who's that chick, who's that chick? Um, it was David Guetta, I think. Anyways, got to know your stuff. Uh, tonight's going to be awesome. The title of my uh, speech here, I'm going to speak just for about 20 minutes. I'm going to pray for people. And you're gonna, not going to like it. You're going to love it tonight. Um, Something really good's going to happen for your life. The title of it is Recovery and Discovery. I wrote these lyrics some years ago for a hip-hop artist, and I said, Recovery, Discovery is where I want to go. I want to tap into his mind that I'll find my flow. Show, so what will I know? Will I live under the favor of God's rainbow, full of color, full of light, will affect you till you rise in might? Oppression, expression, the choice is yours, the choice to unlock or close the door. It was a moment that I just came that all just kind of flooded in. Uh, I've never titled any speech that I've done, Recovery Discovery. But I think that in our life right now, um, how many of you have been feeling just the sting of, man, like I've been through a lot over these last three years, and I feel like, man, I need a comeback. Everybody needs a good comeback story. Come on, maybe an area used to be slim, now you need the gym. Come on, there was an area, maybe you were doing really great in your finances, then 2020, as we just heard a minute ago, really hit you in a really adverse way, and it's affected everything, right? Maybe you're in a relationship, used to be somewhere passionate, used to be in love with somebody, and it was great to be in a relationship with you. But over the years, maybe the last couple of years, things have become really strained, or maybe distanced and separated, and as a result, you find yourself in a setback. Anybody ever been there? Come on, I set back, according to Webster's Dictionary, means a defeat, a reversal, to bring down to a lower temperature, almost like a thermostat. You ever felt that way in life? Come on. Things were going good, and all of a sudden, bam, something happened. You would have never ordered it off the menu of life, but it still arrived at your table. Anybody ever had that kind of thing happen to you? 
So as I get into this tonight, this is not just going to be a normal, just nice little communication from the Bible, which is powerful enough, but I feel like it's a seasoned word. I was walking by my bed uh, back about, maybe about a month ago, huh, babe? About a month and a half ago, and I felt like God say, it's going to be a season of restoration. I'm going to restore for the next three months. My people are going to get back things they've lost for the last three years. Give the Lord a clap and a shout if you believe that. This is going to be good. And I think we all know what it's like to have defeats, right? We all know what it's like to go through pain, but it's something powerful when God underwrites, when he endorses a comeback, where it's God-inspired, not you-inspired. It's not like Frank Sinatra, I did it my own way. Come on. I didn't do it the Tony Robbins way. I didn't do it the, come on, social media way. I got a God comeback. Imagine if you had a comeback that was God-breathed in your life for your family, come on, for your health, for your finances. A comeback means to return to a place of stature and significance lost for a period of time, to get it back. What do you want to get back tonight as I start this? First Samuel chapter 30, here we go. Now it happened, verse 1, stuff happened. I like, anybody seen the bumper sticker? Come on. <laughs> stuff happened. Okay, anyways, it, it happened. David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag attacked it and burned it with fire, taking captive the women, those who were there, both small and great. They did not kill anybody, but carried them away captive and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was. They burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters had all been taken captive or slaves. David and his people who were with them lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. David's two wives, oh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure right there. <laughs> I guess being in Mormon land, all things are possible. Hey, <laughs> chill out. I watched the TV show. What was it like, the guy with like 12 wives or something like that? David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelites, Abigail the widow of Nabal, Carmelite, and had been taken captive. Verse 6, now David was greatly distressed, or one translation says, tormented in his mind, because his own people started to speak of stoning him, because of all soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened, or one translation says, encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Verse 7. David said to Abiathar, the priest, bring the ephod to me. And he was there, and Abiathar brought this ephod. And David prayed and inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop, and shall I overtake him? And God said, Pursue, you will surely overtake, and without fail, recover all. Someone say, Recover all. Slap the person next to you, say, Recover all. And then I'm going to just go right here, verse 17, 18. You're like, that's a lot of scriptures. You're right. So watch. David attacked them from twilight till evening the next day. Not a man of them escaped except for 400 young people rolling on camels, and they took off. Verse 18, David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and he rescued his two wives. You're going to like this tonight. Come on. Let me give you a little context for a minute. David was anointed at 16 by a prophet named Samuel that one day he would be king over Israel. 
he'd had some massive successes. I would say knocking out Goliath, come on, was pretty dope. What I also like about that, by the way, do you know that he picked up five stones when he knocked out Goliath? You want to know why? Because Goliath had four other brothers. He was so confident that if one rock, I can knock them all out. Come on, somebody. How many know that just didn't happen because he had a wish? He worked his craft. How many know if you want your business, your life to go to another level, you can't be interested, you gotta be invested. At some level, you gotta take it from intention to inception. The soul of a lazy man has desires, dreams, and goals, but he has nothing. But the soul of a diligent woman or man, they shall be made rich. Let me just say this, because it'll help somebody with mentality in their, when it comes to money. Come on, somebody. The idea is, if God has to decide who has money, then he has to explain why the mafia and the porn company got more money than the church. That's good right there, huh? That was like a tweetable moment. You made me think. But I like this. David became a skilled man, and the proverb says, skilled person will stand before kings one day. But he was anointed to be a king. He'd had many successes. He was on the run. Come on. In fact, he didn't have any bank accounts. He didn't have any houses built. Kind of like Joseph, but the Lord was with him. You know what it says about Joseph? Joseph had no bank accounts. He had no Nordstrom wardrobe. He had no car. He had nothing but a dream, but it says the Lord was with him, therefore he was successful. Don't come to an immature conclusion of what success and prosperity is. Success is not what you have. Riches are what you have. Wealth is who you are. You're successful because God is with you, and if you apply that revelation to wherever you work or wherever you're at, God can manifest something big. Some people are like, ah, oh, I don't really believe that. When I get here, then I'm going to be a big deal. No, you're a big deal right now. If the Lord is with you, you're a successful woman. You might not be the ultimate parent yet, but if the Lord is with you, you're a success in motion. Yes. So good. Smile, even if you got four teeth. <laughs> Try it. Live up to those baby pictures for a minute. Come on, use all 82 muscles in your face. Come on. Drop a little dopamine, have a little cocaine hit just from smiling. It'll feel good for your soul. So David's anointed, but he finds himself in a situation. For the first time, he did not seek God's direction, and he decided to leave his area, his home, his family unguarded. He took 600 men, and he got arrogant, and was like, I'm going to go do my own thing. He came back. And he came back to a scene of devastation. His family gone. His kids gone. Come on. Everything burned up. Come on. It's one thing, we you know, if you just do something to yourself. But when you're a leader in your family, you're a leader in your community, you're a leader and other people look up to you and you're responsible. Come on. And their pain is predicated upon your choice. So David comes home and there it was. It's the viewing stage. They're viewing their ashes. Come on. And they're looking and they're in a setback position. And they began to weep till they had no more power to weep. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever gotten to the place where you cried out of your soul that you hated where you were enough that I got to cry for my soul? Not some weak sissy little, here, yeah, Lord, if it be thy will prayer. No, 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 no. Like you prayed out of your soul and you cried out of your soul either out of pain or out of faith. 
I know what that's like in the middle of Mulholland Boulevard, or excuse me, Malibu Canyon Boulevard when I was going to end my life one night. And I cried out of my soul. I was a public success, but hurting on the inside. Because I was in the middle of a setback, and other people were feeling the sting of a setback. Ooh, this is good. A reversal. Well, how do they happen, Rex? Number one, they happen because unexpected circumstances. How many know other people make decisions that you fall victim to? I know it's a place we all love to be there because we love to blame and complain about how everybody did things to us. Come on. But you only stay locked to that event as long as you hold on to they're the reason why you are where you are. Stuff happens to everybody, but whether it becomes your future or just a moment you pass through, come on, is the way you perceive it. That's why I always say your perspective is either your passport or your prison. That's good. They can happen just because of you live in fallen nature. I remember going to speak one night at a church, a guy by the name of Phil Muncie, a really, really great pastor, Orange County. And I pulled up, and there was a man maybe about like maybe 50 yards from me, 45 yards from Matt, and he had his hand in his jacket, and he was shaking. And I was by myself. I wasn't rolling with any posse at that time. It was many years ago. I wasn't cool yet. Yeah, yeah. Just going to speak. And there's this guy, and he was shaking, and he had his hands, and I'm like, oh, shoot. And I got out of the car, and the guy goes, hey, are you Rex Crane? I go, I don't know. <laughs> I ain't stupid. Come on, somebody. I might do some stupid stuff, but I ain't stupid. <laughs> and so he starts walking toward me. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? He goes, are you Rex Crane? I go, I still don't know. And he goes, you look like that guy on that billboard over there. <laughs> I had my picture up. Come on. And he's walking toward me I'm like, oh, shoot, this guy's going to get me. So what am I going to do? I thought about four hour evening, right in the, come on, there's a knee in him where it hurts, come on, somebody, and running in church inside. Praise the Lord. It's time to preach. <laughs> I was planning this all out of my head. And he goes, I don't know what to do. My wife was riding a mountain bike. And the church, by the way, is connected to a hospital. And she was mauled by a mountain lion. Been married to her for only three months. I just saw my wife, her face is completely ripped off. You can go look her story up, Anne Hill Jill, all over Larry King and everything else. It was all over People Magazine, everything. He goes, I don't know what to do. I saw your face and I need help. I don't know where else to go, but I know to God. And immediately the Lord let me see what was going to happen. I said, this is what's going to happen. They're going to do a certain amount of surgeries, and God's going to bring your wife through this. She's going to da 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 And I just told them a prophetic word that God gave me in a moment, and thank God it was right and it came true. Yeah, Gift is pure. The perfect, the vessel's always not. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Smile. Come on, like you make mistakes. <laughs> like God gives you one word, and you go for 20 minutes. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it started in Jesus, and it ended up with, come on, that was bad. And God turned it around. But they also have because of their spiritual warfare. Now, a lot of times they make that so spooky, but the Bible says you battle not against flesh and blood. In fact, maybe that's why there's been such an attack on you is because of the leadership on you. Maybe that's why David had such challenges was because of all the people he would represent and the people he was anointed to help that if the enemy could kill it in the infancy stage, that it would never get to the maturity stage. Maybe the enemy's tried to stop you, come on, at infancy stage. The Bible says you battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Second Timothy says, in the last times you'll face fierce times. Come on, somebody. 
Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night? I said this the other day. And you ever like woke up with too many sheets on you in the middle of the night and you got a fight with Bed Bath & Beyond? Come on, somebody. You and like, come on, Calvin Clowns. Like, oh, hell no. Come on. <laughs> Anybody ever done that? You ever gotten a fight with your pillow? You was knocking stuff out. Come on, you went to bed all, come on, with your melatonin and your, come on, your sleepy stuff. And then you woke up at 2.30 a.m., come on. And you was like fighting demons, you thought, and it was your pillow. It was too hot. Some of you ought to get that way with your spiritual adversaries. You fight and knock out more pillows than you do demons. The Bible gave you an armor and God, so in him, in him, not in you, but in the blood of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the word of God in your mouth, you could conquer those things, not be dominated by. But usually they happen how? Bad choices. It's hard when your choice creates your own challenge. You sow to the wind, you reap the whirlwind. Anybody ever been there before? Anybody ever like, Man, you made a decision, and oh my gosh, it puts you in a really tough spot. You married the wrong person, hey? Don't, that's not your amen moment, by the way. You knew all the warning signs. Come on, but you're like, oh, but they'll change. I'll heal them. You a liar. Come on, somebody. It'll magnify it by a thousand once you get married. True? Come on, that was a little sensitive spot. Sorry. When your choice creates your challenge, but anyway, if you look at it, you're in a setback. You have an opportunity. You can either stay glued and attached to it, or you can cooperate with God's comeback plan. His comeback is not a catch-up. It's a comeback and beyond. It's a return, because God never returns things when he restores something to the way it was. There's always added increase to it. That's why the Bible says... If a thief be found stealing your stuff and he's discovered and put on blast, he's got to restore it sevenfold. Imagine if the thief in your life who stole your joy, who stole your health, I'm talking about the devil, and you ever said, I've discovered you're the one behind all of this evil in my life. Yeah, you've been found out. you got to put it back, everything you've taken from my life. I bet you'd have a different spirit. You wouldn't have a pushover spirit. Well, whatever will be, will be. If the Lord wills it, we'll see. That's not faith that moves a mountain. That's not Jesus talking to a demon, Jesus talking to a tree. That's not Jesus commanding something to change. Well, you don't know what I've been through. So the Bible says God's comeback plan, I know the thoughts I think toward you are only good. Somebody needs to look at me for a minute. Even when you've been at your worst and you've done the worst sins, come on, we've all, we all got a laundry list. When you've been afraid the most, when you've been bitter the most, when you've done the worst sexual sin, the worst whatever sin, even when you've been at your worst, God's never stopped thinking the best. He's not blind to the obvious. He's already made up his mind about you before you ever messed up. I know the thoughts I think towards you, Jeremiah 29, only for good, never for harm or evil, to give you a future and a hope. Ooh, someone's got to get that in there. 
Notice that he didn't say so you could sit there and relive and do reruns of all the pain and nurse them, curse them, and rehearse them. My plan, my comeback plan is to give you a future and a hope. A future and a hope. If a boat doesn't have an anchor, if it doesn't have an anchor, what happens? It drifts. If you don't got hope, hope's an anchor of your soul. You drift. Maybe that's why 82% of the world, according to Harvard's new statistic, says I'm powerless to change my future, and we just have to wait to see what governments do. Us, not the God people. Because my Bible says I give you the power to choose life or death, blessing and cursing. One bad choice may have put you in a bad spot, but one new choice can put you in a new spot. That's why the scripture says don't be overcome by evil, overcome evil with good. That should give somebody hope in here. Oh my gosh, so David's in a place where he's viewing the ashes. His own guys are turning on him. His own guys that he had let have conquering victories with him. It's amazing how quick people will turn on a dime on you, huh? See, oh, I knew they'd mess up. Oh, I knew. It's easy to be critical like that. Come on. And start adopting the mentality of your enemy. Maybe they are right. Maybe I'm not cut out to do this. Don't let other people misdiagnose and mistreat you to where you don't fulfill your calling because you may be made up a mistake. Maybe you messed up. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe you're going through a tough season and you're taking the mentality or the conspiracy theories of those around you and it's talking you out of what God's trying to talk you into. Aren't you convinced that what God started in you, he'll finish? He's never thought about thought. He's got a future for you. I remember the other day I was on the tarmac uh, in Seattle. I just got done speaking. And I got done speaking, and I got a call from President Trump's house. And they called me, and they said, and I, know, I know sometimes people love that. Some people don't. Said, Chill out. I serve a king, and I help people. I serve a king, and I help people. I serve a king and I help people you don't like, people you don't love. Come on, because God loves them and God likes them. And if you won't like them, you'll send me to them. You in trouble without the mercy of God. I just remember how far I was off. He's sitting there and they sent me a picture and they said, what is the Lord saying? And it's a picture of Bruce Jenner as Caitlyn Jenner. Oh my gosh, that's tough. I'm about to take off in the air and fly in the airplane. And so I started praying in tongues right on the, air, on the airplane. I didn't know what else to do. Come on, I couldn't get a, I need to get, get, touch God, experience God, get something from God to be able to help somebody. Moment. How many of the gifts of the Spirit aren't for heaven? They're not for a collective, supple, few spiritual giants. In fact, they're just gifts that don't even mean you're mature. Maturity is your character, your integrity, how you love and treat people, how you honor people. Gifts are just gifts. Someone needs to hear that. That's powerful. And so I started praying in tongues. I like right on the plane. Rabba kashakata. I started praying in spirit. All of a sudden, God gave me a word. And I told, I told you last night at dinner, it began to change my heart because I watched how much God loved this guy. And in the month of June where it was the big old pride and they try to, you know, do all this crazy stuff. I hate having to tell my daughter having to deal with so much confusion out there. Come on. People think they're cats. They think they're freaking lizards. Come on, somebody. There's a cat bowl. A guy on my board had to put a cat bowl. He works at the police department for a nine-year-old that somehow believes he's a cat. Those parents need a spanking. 
They need somebody to open a can of whoop. That's the truth. Man, that felt good to say. I almost cussed. I didn't. It just felt good to say, though. You know what I mean? You ever just say something like, ah, that felt good. And he started saying about how the God, how the enemy had used his pain of what he went through as a young boy and how he'd been taken advantage of and how they tried to propagate it and use him as the market man and they were gonna use it. It was done through a government. That's why he was ESPN's woman of the year. It was all a marketing campaign and they were gonna predicate on a great guy's pain who went through something tragic in childhood and he carried his childhood into adulthood. But as I got the view of God on that thing, I started to change my own heart going, wait a second. Wait a second, I was so bothered at what was going on, I was easy for me to talk against it, but what about my love for that guy? I can hate the evil, but love the guy. God said to me, Rex, I'm about to bring you a lot of people that the church and other people are gonna reject because they're going to judge them according to the outside. But I want to get you, because if you see it wrong, you might prophesy right, but you'll do it with the wrong spirit. Is this helping anybody? Come on. I got five minutes, and I'll pray for people. Then you can go outside and go on the wet, slippy slide, whatever. <laughs> Come on, watch your power. It changed my heart. You got you to shift that. And I started to see, like, how much he loved him. And he started saying, I'm about to send you brand new people that they need my mercy. But if you counter and think everything that they're doing wrong and you view it through those lenses, you'll be a judgmental. You won't grow. And your faith won't work because faith only works through love. It's powerful. Someone needs to hear that. God hates evil. That's why he punished it and exhausted his punishment on the body of Jesus. That's powerful right there but he loves people. And I was thinking, I got a comeback plan. You could sit in your setback or you could have a comeback. Touch the person next to you, say, you could sit, you can settle, you can cement yourself there. Oh, a lot of people do. Abraham's dad was on the way to the promised land, Genesis chapter 11, verse 31. He was on his way to a place that was abundant, and he settled in a place, Haran, and it says he settled there. He put down roots there. He put down roots there because Abraham's younger brother died. There was a painful situation. As a result of a painful situation, he got caught in the grief and never got out of the grief, and he put down roots in his grief. If you're not careful, it's good to grieve if you go through a loss. It takes faith to grow through a grief. How about that? But I also know a lot of people that have used the grief as an excuse to stay where they are and never resume forward motion in their life, and they got caught like seaweed in a spirit of grief. And the Bible says, David says, grief has blinded my eyes. It affects my vision. You don't see the future anymore. You see everything through pessimistic, come on, pessimistic lenses you see there people are going to hurt you do you wrong and you start watch holding back the best parts of yourself the lover in you the dreamer in you i'm afraid i'm going to become more realistic realistic is for people that are just governed by fear it's just a, a sexy way of saying it be realistic what you're saying is you're governed by your senses the Bible says there's only one thing that pleases God, and that's faith. Not living by how you feel or your senses, but walking by faith. 
the comeback will take some faith. It said David in the midst of everything began to encourage himself. He ran to God. He ran to God. So you can run to a refuge or run to their refuge. You can run to some comfort or the comforter. You can run to some shelter or the shelterer. Where do you run? Where do you run when you're hurting? Where do you run when you're in pain? Do you run to the most high or a high? Do I run to prescription drugs or do I run to the healer? Do I run to false peace or real peace and live in denial? Denial is how you live stuck. I did that today with the CNN producers. I did a whole set thing about how denial keeps you locked down and stuck because it keeps you in a place where you're the victim of everything and everyone. Isn't it amazing you come to our, all of our come on, Thanksgivings? Someone, we have all have an uncle that wants to be the victim or the aunt. Anybody? Come on. No, I'm the victim. Let me tell you how bad my life is. People always ask me, don't you ever go through things? Don't you? Yeah, I just don't talk about it. Why do I got to be a billboard for my pain when I can be a billboard for all the good things in my life? Why can't I talk about all the hell and all the crap, all the cheap shots? Why can't I talk about I can see today? I can walk today. I got 15 American dollars. That makes me in the top 12% richest people in the world today. I got people who love me today. I may not be what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. God's working in me. I'm a miracle. I'm in motion. I'm not finished yet, but I'm complete. That felt good to say. Watch how powerful. Watch how cool this is. David, he ran to God. And he went to the ephod, which would be like, they had this thing that the priests would wear. And when they would start to see God's guidance, it would become illuminated and the voice of God would come. I told a story on Sunday when I was speaking in Boise, Idaho. There was a woman by the name of Marina Chapman. At five years of age, she was captured by a bunch of people in Colombia, taken to the middle of jungle, and they dropped her off when they could not use her body for perverse things. By the way, we need to stand the freak up for kids on our planet right now. Can I say that for a minute? The Bible says our children will be mighty in the land. An airline industry made $22 billion last year. Sex trafficking, $44 billion, and it's our governments that are doing it. We can't be silent and criticized from this side. Women, young people, let's protect our children. Let's be a voice for our kids. Let's stand up for our kids. Come on. Can I get a shout and an amen up in here? Okay, watch, 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 watch. This is going to be good. Watch, watch, watch. Ooh, I can feel something too. Someone's knee just got healed. Someone's knee, I could feel that. That cartilage in your knee. If you, have, if you have pain, who's had pain on the right-hand side of your knee? You, sir, just stand up. I'll go back to my, finish my speech. You're awesome. I love it. She's like, I, you, baby. Thank God you're good looking. You're a good dude. Come on. I like you. Of course we did. Where at? What's that? At a merge. That was dope, huh? I was there. Did you see me and my twin black brother Tracy there? We're just like, we're like almost identical. How many of you guys like, by the way, my friend Tracy Armstrong that was here? Tracy Armstrong and I in 1997 used to sit on a car in a, in a 
the living room floor. I used to pray for re healing revivals. 1997, come on. That was before they made race a deal. We didn't know any better. I was pink, he was darker. Come on, somebody, it worked. It still works. Come on, all these years later. Lord, I thank you. Just lift your hands. Lord, thank you for a creative miracle healing in his knee. I pray you'd go through his kneecap. I pray you'd go through the tendons and the ligaments and a creative miracle healing. You're going to feel a warmth go through your leg, your knee. Lord, I thank you. No surgery, full mobility and flexibility. Take away the pain. Also, I thank you for alleviating pain in his sciatic. And I thank you. Oh, there it is. What just hit you? What just hit you? That's, that's awesome. What just went through you? Move your body. Look how good you feel for real. Isn't that dope? Move your legs. That's what the kids are saying these days, so I feel like I might as well be a kid. Come on. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Move your back around. Look how good you feel. Woo, come on. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad you came to church. That was really good. Is there like a Brad in here? A Brad or a Bradley? By chance? Okay. All right. I had an idea that there was a Brad maybe here. Let me finish my story. David, David, he got a setback. All right, here we go. The woman, the little girl was taken and put in the middle of a jungle. Five years old. Mom was not around. And while she was sitting there in the middle of a jungle, she started crying out, Mama, Mama. No, Mama came. She waited and it got dark outside. A little five-year-old girl terrified in the middle of a Colombian jungle. True story. Marina Chapman. She sat there, she fell asleep, and she woke up, and she was surrounded by monkeys. Big ones, old ones, making all kinds of sounds that scared her in the middle of a jungle. Five-year-old girl, mama, mama, help me, help me, help me, help me. No mama came. One, big, one of the big monkeys slapped her and swatted her on the side, and it hurt her. Other monkeys began to put their head, hands, excuse me, into her hair, dig around her face, and she got so scared, she said, stop it, and they froze. It's actually a good little teaching point. Usually the enemy will persist until you say stop, not another further. The Bible says that when you resist the devil, he shall flee. Let me go on. They stopped, and they had enough confidence with her over a little bit of time. They let her climb. At five years of age, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turn into years. She learned to be able to operate because she saw they eat how they would do with berries and how they would eat nuts and how they would do waters with leaves. And so she started to live like a monkey. Within months, she stopped walking and learned to crawl on all four. Year after year after year, for five years, no human contact. She had no, she lived as a monkey for five years. One day she saw something shiny on the ground. She went down out of the tree and picked it up and she looked at it and it was a mirror. Some must have been some hunter left it there. But she found the mirror and when she looked in it, she was scared and so she threw it down. Then she went back and picked it up and she looked at herself and she looked at the monkey and she realized when she looked into the mirror that she was not a monkey, that she was not an animal because she had not seen herself for five years. She began to look at herself and she would keep that mirror. And then over the next couple of weeks, it was like about, actually about like three or four or five weeks after that, that point, some hunters came across. She was discovered and then they not only rescued her, they had to send her for psychiatric treatment in England where they renewed her mind and helped her. And today she lives as a grandmother. She was married. She has grandchildren. She still climbs trees and everything. But the point is she discovered, watch, watch it. She's a dope. She climbs trees.
But what's awesome about it, she saw herself in the mirror and she realized what she wasn't. The Bible says that God's word is a mirror. That when you run to God in your setbacks, you will see that you're not your setback. You're not your pain, but you're healed. You'll see in the word that there's a redeemer. You'll see in the word that you have forgiveness. You'll see in the word that there's peace in the midst of a battle. You'll see provision if you look into the mirror. James says, go to the mirror of God's word so you don't forget what kind of person you are. starts running. He starts encouraging himself in God. I got to move fast. I'm just about done. He started doing something. Prayer. He started praying. This will be an opportunity. Why? Because prayer bursts the future. I can't, I can't. I want to love to stay there. Prayer bursts the future. Prayer is backward and forward. Jesus said, if you speak to the mountain, whatever things you desire, it shall be given to you. In the same text, he said, forgive those who've done you wrong so that your faith can work and you can receive the very thing you prayed for. Watch, but then all of a sudden, prophecy is how you remember the future. Prophecy. What if you don't know what a prophecy is? Go to the Word. Start speaking God's Word over your life. Some of you just ought to start saying, my future is going to end well. My family is going to end well. My health is going to end well. Things are going to get a change in my life. Some of you ought to get aggressive at home and say, devil, get off my stuff. Put back everything that you've stolen. My life's about to get good. My mind's about to get clear. Things are going to change. Don't wait for somebody else to prophesy in your life. Sometimes you got to build your own faith and confess the very thing you want. The Bible says you'll eat what you say. You'll eat your words. Do you really want all those things you've been saying about yourself to come to pass? If the words were a wardrobe, what kind of wardrobe would you have, the things you say about yourself and your future? Would you be poor? you'd be rich? Would you be healthy or sick? Watch how powerful. I remember the night I was going to end my life, and God said, go in front of a mirror, true story. Start declaring what you want to see in your life. I was beat up, tore up. My little girl's not in here tonight gone through a divorce. Somebody left my life. It hurt like hell. I was looking for a way out. I could run to a refuge. I could numb myself. I could drink myself. I could go to all these different refuges, but I went to the place where the pain hurt the most, but that was my only way to get healed, and that's to the presence of God. And when I went there, God said, begin to declare who I say you are and what you want to see in your life. I remember looking in the mirror saying, you are forgiven. You are the righteousness of God. God's not quit on you. He'll finish what he started. You're being healed in your heart. He's restoring your soul. I will be married one day. I'll be a dad one day. My life will be good again one day. I'll feel good again one day. I didn't feel good then, but I was declaring I would then, the future. Maybe that's why when Jesus spoke about the cross, he always spoke about the resurrection. He never talked about the cross without saying, I will rise again. And I believe when he was tested the most in the Garden of Gethsemane where he's sweating blood, the power of his prophecies met him with power in the moment he was tempted to quit the most. He was declaring, and angels go, do the words of God you speak. Let a revival not come from somebody else. Don't let it be a Jesus movement that came into town with a pocket, apostle bucket mouth and prophet and whoever. Come on. Let it be out of your own mouth. God is with me. God is for me. My future's bright. Things are shifting. I'm getting healthier. Things are changing. Watch. He goes, God. He starts encouraging himself and praising God. Someone's going to put on that garment of praise. Quickest way you can defeat the enemy in your life 
the quickest way, if it's sincere, is when you lift your hands and just begin to praise God. Quickest way you want to ever defeat the devil, it silences him. He can't stand it because the gift of God is still in him. He was the praise leader of heaven. That's why he uses music so hard to influence a culture. That's why you can be listening to Stevie Wonder feeling good. You turn on Dr. Dre and you feel... Come on, the first little beat's like ring, ding, dong, ring, a ding, ding, ding. You're like, how do you know that? I love beats. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but then you're like, I don't want that in my spirit. Ugh. I'm going to go take a flipping shower. Watch. But when you begin to praise God, he silences the enemy. And I'll end with this story. I was a, a U.S., there was a fighter, a professional fighter, and an MMA fighter, and he took me into his mother. He called and said, hey, can you come to the hospital? The guy goes, what's up? He goes, my mom's been in a coma for two and a half weeks. She was Miss Universe. I go, oh my gosh. I go, yeah, I definitely come, Sean. And I remember going to the hospital and being in there was really like somber. They were kind of waiting for her to pass. She'd been in a coma for a long time. The doctors were urging her to say, you know, she's been in this way for a long time. You know, she probably won't. So he's like, man, last ditch effort. Invite the ball guy. I got there and I didn't know what to do. And when I looked at the situation, my faith dropped. How many know when you start looking at things that are challenging your life, your faith just sinks? It's like, you know, Peter walked on water when he looked on Jesus. Come on, the word of God. But when he looked around him, he sunk into this, around him. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, this isn't good. And so the doctor's standing there and he goes, okay, do your thing. All right, I'll do my thing. I got to the point where, thank God, and there's enough boldness in me, I really don't care what people think. I love people and I want them to have a high opinion of me out of integrity, that I would show up for people and love the worst person that's done the worst thing, that if they needed help, they'd come and knock down my door because there's gonna be hope with me. I've been with a hope dealer. And I sat there and I, and, I, and I said, this is what I'm gonna do. I lifted my hands in front of that doctor, in front of the fighter, in front of a body that was not functional. And she had not been awake for now two and a half weeks. And I lifted my hands, because the Bible says to lift up holy hands. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise. Not when you feel good, praise the Lord. When it hurts like hell, you gotta shift your satellite dish. I started praising God. I go, God, I love you. God, you're good. God, you're worthy. God, you're the, still the healer. You're my provider. You're my way out. You're my present help in the time of trouble. You're Emmanuel, God with me. I thank you that you're the redeem the situations. I thank you, your healing situation. And I start praising God. You can hear the guy, Psst. not everyone's gonna get, come on, understand what you're after. Don't expect a natural mind to get a supernatural thing. But as I began to thank him and praise him, all of a sudden, about a minute and a half in with my eyes closed, this woman reached up and pulled my arm down and immediately came out of a coma and pulled my arm down. And in a moment, her eyes opened, her ears tinted up, and it was in the atmosphere of praise, in an atmosphere not of praying real hard, not of trying to convince Jesus to do a miracle, but shifting my focus. I praise you because you're good. I praise you not everything is good. I praise you that you're 
you're my present help. I praise you that you're a peace giver. I praise you that you're a life restorer. I praise you. Be like the woman in John 12. She took a pound of spikenard and she broke it on Jesus and she worshiped and praised him. And when she did, said the house was changed, the atmosphere, it smelled different. You want your life to smell different and taste different? In a moment of just praising God, what was dead came alive. What was empty of vitality came alive. He's waiting to inhabit someone's praise. Come on, lift your hands. Praise you, God. Come on, for about 15 seconds, tell him, I don't know what you're thankful for. Praise him out of your own language. Don't be all King James on. Just talk to him. What are you praising him for? What are you praising him for how far he's brought you? Just praise him for a minute. Come on. This is a good night for you. It's a comeback season. Praise you, God, for being good. Praise you for forgiving us of our sins. Praise you for healing us. Praise you for your grace, your mercy, your peace. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you've been feeling a lot of sadness on you, can you just stand? There's been times I've been a speaker and the minister, and I felt really heavy sadness. I wanted to answer my own altar call. For real. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Look, at these are our peoples. These are our friends. How many know life sometimes sucks and it's hard, but God's still good? How many know he's the way out and that he can lift that heaviness and he puts on a garment of prayer? Would you put your hands on the shoulder of the person next to you for a minute? Lord, I thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, we break that spirit of sadness, not an emotion of sadness, but that spirit that's wanted to push people down, manipulate their attitudes, their actions, their emotions. We thank you tonight for bringing healing and lifting that off. You would be the glory and the lifter of our head. I command depression to lift off people, oppression to lift off people tonight. That sadness that doesn't feel like there's a way out. I thank you. Lord, I cancel suicide. I cancel suicide. Lord, I thank you that people will not end their life early. There's a man in here. You thought about it. I, I break that tonight. You're not going out like this. Uh-uh. God loves you. Your future's not going to stay where it's at. Things are going to get better. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for bringing healing and peace over people. You're going to feel peace just go through you. Boom. One, two, three. Just go through people, Lord. Thank you for peace over their mind that that sadness lifts off. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Who's had pain in your elbow? You've had like pain in your elbow, like an elbow area, forearm, elbow area. You, sir, can I pray for you real quick? Can you run down like the price is right? I'm not quite Jim Carrey or who, whatever Carrey it is these days. Drew Carey, sorry. Which elbow? Oh, that one right there. Sure enough. <laughs> Easy there, prophet, obvious. <laughs> Can I take that off? Cool. We'll just go a little bit softer. I like to always remove anything that could be in the way. Because I'm not expecting to pray and not get a result. I'm going to pray to get a result. I don't need to convince God to be a healer. He was a healer before there was a problem. We all face things on the planet. Come on, you won't need healing when you get to heaven. You need it when you're on earth so you can live a great life, be a great, you know, grandparent, a grandparent, an uncle, aunt. Come on. You need energy for destiny. 
Can I put my hand right there? Jesus, I thank you for a creative miracle healing. You're going to feel a sensation, a warming, tingling sensation. I thank you for going through his elbow and restoring it to health. I thank you for taking away every bit of inflammation all through that area. And Lord, in the bone, I ask you to go into the bone. I pray and that Lord, you would touch that and the ligament. Create new calcium. Let there be creative calcium deposits, I pray, on the elbow bone. And I thank you. Oh, I feel that. I can feel it go through my hand. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All that pain, I command it to leave and all the tunnels to open in your arms and no tingly sensations. I thank you for it. God, thank you for his heart, too. You're so proud of him. He makes a difference for your name. Thank you, God, for what a blessing he is to so many people here. I honor him. What a, I honor him. He's a, he serves you. That's a big deal. The king of kings. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Move your, move your arm. Look for healing. felt like he was pushing down on my on my uh, elbow I could feel it praise Jesus yeah amen is that a big difference huge isn't that awesome come on that happened in like South Jordan Utah how cool is that Joseph Smith couldn't even do that Neither could Muhammad, neither could Allah. Maybe that's why the Quran says Jesus heals 22 times. You would think they'd get it if he can heal the body. Why can't he heal the spirit? Muhammad said he got it wrong on his deathbed. So did Joseph. So did Confucius. Why are you so proud about the king that you serve? Because I know what he's done in my heart. He made me from a sinner to a saint. Come on. I didn't deserve any of it. There's someone here you have really, really, uh, you have, you've been having like, a, it's been like a muffled hearing, but it's been like on, I think it would be your left-hand side, my right. You have like a muffle, like it's been like sound in your ear. Lord, I thank you for touching my friend. What a gift you are too. Oh my gosh. Lord, I thank you. There's two people I'll come back there too. Lord, I thank you for bringing healing. Thank you for this wonderful family. Thank you for the gift they are to your kingdom, Jesus. I thank you for bringing healing. Let your creative miracle healing presence flow through that ear. Command it to open, open, open. Thank you, Lord, for it. Lord, I feel your healing presence flow through that ear right now. Thank you, Jesus. I bless them. Thank you for touching my friend. You, miss, can you come here real quick? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the ministry gift also on this family. Thank you, God, for the ministry gift on them. I'm praying for you one second. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, a prophetic teaching ability. I thank you for grace to be able to help people understand the truth of the word of God and experience the goodness of God. I thank you for abundance over their life, over their health, over every area of their life. Thank you that you're multiplying seeds they've sown. You're touching family members. If there's a family member, I thank you that, Lord, you're touching a family member tonight. It's a woman. I thank you, Lord, you're ministering to her in your name. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for touching my friend. Just give me your hand. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, boom, go through her. I thank you for opening that ear and taking away all that muffling. And I thank you for clarity. And I thank you for a seasonal change. Things are going to change for you in the fall. A little softer behind me, if that's okay. Sorry, it's probably my mic. 
but around October 13th, there's going to be an opportunity that's going to come along your path, and it's going to change the trajectory of your life. I'm about to shift gears for you. You've been in one place. You've been in one mode for a period, but God says, I'm about to accelerate destiny for you. Some things will fall off, and new things will come on, but I'm about to enrich you in things, and I'm going to take the sting out of your heart where you've been down. You felt defeat in your heart. Tonight, I'm lifting that off you, and I'm going to encourage you about things you once had ambition for that I put inside you that you stuffed because you didn't want religious stuff but now I'm coming not for religious stuff I'm coming for you and I'm going to reawaken these desires inside you this night I give you this word and I give you this promise for I will bring things all together that you've wanted me to do and you're going to see my hand of goodness in this and yes even this night the sting of a loss there was like almost a relational loss a relational loss yeah I thank you, God, for taking that sting out and bringing healing all throughout my friend's soul. Comeback season. Comeback season. You're the comeback kid. You didn't fail back. You failed forward into the mercy of God. In Jesus' name. Isn't that powerful? Have we ever talked about that before? No. What just went through you? Isn't that cool that God just thinks you're a big deal? And he's so nice, isn't he? Yeah, you can give me a hug. Well, Jesus will use you. Thank you, God, for using her to help other people experience recovery. She wants a prayer like a lot of people do. God help, wants to use us to help other people get well and get better. How many want God to use you? Come on, on your job, everywhere. At Del Taco, come on, when you're eating that bad 59-cent quesadilla. Come on, when you go into Chick-fil-A, you just don't got to read their scripture on the back of a cup. Come on, you can actually live out the scripture and help people. We were at dinner last night and just starts flowing like to our waiter doesn't have to be all mystical. doesn't have to be spectacular to be supernatural. Is there somebody you, you've been in debating whether or not to go back to college and you've been like, I think maybe I should go back to college, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure, but you, you do. Who is that? Can you stand up, whoever you are? I see your hand. It's been a debate inside of you. Has it been strong? What? What's your name? Erica. What a cool name. God, thank you for giving wisdom to Erica. I thank you that you're shutting a door and opening up a new door, that there's going to be an uncommon favor that's going to come upon your life that you've not known. Favor with people. I thank you, Lord, that you'd position her for all the great things that you have for her. Let your work that you've assigned for her life, let it appear. Let it become really, really clear for her in Jesus' name. And I also thank you tonight that, Lord, anxiety, worry, that, Lord, she's not going to worry herself into a frenzy. You take care of birds. How much more will you take care of your children? Thank you, Jesus. You're our shepherd, and we don't lack anything. You're going to feel peace, like a warm peace go around your head. One, two, three, boom, flow through her, God. I thank you for doing it. Great peace. You're going to follow peace. Peace of God is your wisdom. In Jesus' name. 
Someone has really bad, oh, well, sorry, you want to go, you're thinking about that? You're just going back to school? Lord, I also thank you that you're going to redeem a lost opportunity, that in 2021, there was an opportunity, I think, that went south that didn't work out, probably around the month of October, if I'm around right. Am I accurate on that? Yeah. It would have been the month of October, around the 21st of October, uh, 21st to the 23rd of October. And the Lord says, I'm going to redeem the opportunity. I'm going to bring it another way. And this time it's not going to be missed. It's going to be maximized. I have you and I will not fail you in this matter. Watch what I'll do for you and your family, for I will show my goodness upon you. It will become clear over the next 72 hours of what you are to do. And it will have great clarity in the next 72 hours. And you will know that this is the way because I will make it known to you. And I will not fail you in this endeavor. Watch what I will do. It will be better than it was before, says the Lord. And also your stomach's being healed. Your stomach's being healed. Stand here for a minute. Come out in the, in the, in the, in the aisle. Your stomach's being healed, Jesus is showing me. All through your stomach. Yep, your lower abdomen. I can see it. Just give me your hand. I'm a really nice guy. Close your eyes. Flow through her, Jesus. Let your healing presence flow through her stomach. I thank you for touching, Lord, all her mortal body, her lower extremities. I thank you for restoration of health and everything that's lost. Come on, help me pray for this, my, our friend, for a minute. Come on. Fight for somebody else. Will you make happen for somebody else? God will make happen for you. We're almost done. It's almost slip and slide time. Come on, pray with your, pray with your heart. Flow, Holy Spirit. Boom. Flow through all that area. And I thank you, Lord, and watch that on the left-hand side of your neck. That just loosened, too. And your, your sleeping's going to become regular. In Jesus' name, God's proud of you. Don't be so darn hard on yourself. He's gracious. He's nice. He's not what religion said he was. Peace over your soul. Move your stomach, watch, you'll find all that pain gone, for real. You feel that? For real. Isn't that cool? We never talked before, and I like your ink. Good going. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. That was awesome. Give me one second. Give me one second. Can we pray? Just come on. Just can you give me a little bit of sound just for a minute? Let me just pray. Just for oh, 17 minutes over, Matt. I'm okay. At 8:15, I'm out. I'm gonna go quick. Let me just pray for a second. I don't want to miss anything. Rabashik. I'm looking at all your faces. And I'm like, uh, Call me. Pick me. If you know how to pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Are you embarrassed? Heck no. Why would I be embarrassed about something the Holy Spirit gives you? Come on. Your spirit knows things your head don't. Let it make it. I pray in English and in the spirit. That's what the Bible says. Paul says that. There's someone tonight when that awesome guy was giving a message earlier about the offering. By the way, incredible. Wherever you are, you are through the freaking roof. What a great job, by the way. Somebody else, you felt like it's been an idea that you want to start a business. And when he said, you know, if I looked at everything and I did, couldn't go on what my observation was, I had to go on what the revelation was. Those are my words of what he said. How many felt that? Is that you? Is that you? Stand up. Watch how powerful. Okay, blue man, I like you. You're dope. Okay, stand up. Come on, I like you. Is this your bride? Okay, stand up for a minute too. 
watch the two, and I know you said great things are about to happen with the Forbes. I'm gonna have you pray for her in a minute, but watch how cool this is. There's gonna be two incredible opportunities that are gonna come for you guys. Just you guys lift your hands together for a minute. Look at me, look at me for a minute, just for look at me, sorry. I'm a bad air traffic controller. Good thing I'm not like, like shoot, you'd be crashing airplanes. Watch what I will bring you for the faithfulness you've showed to me in my word. Watch the open door that will come November 19th, November 20th, right in that capacity. And then watch what I shall bring again to you in the month of January, says the Lord. For I'm about to enrich you and enlarge things for your family. For know that my hand of goodness is upon you. And I will even raise up this testimony in doing this. I will open other things that have been in the wombs of my people. And I will use your testimony of faith to be able to ignite hope. Just like Mary went to Elizabeth's house and the babe inside of her stomach leap for joy the dream leap for joy I will use you as you speak to make things that are dormant in people begin to leap and jump and begin to move that they will give birth to for I will use you to be fire stokers dream starters and yes I'll anoint you in this very thing and Lord I thank you for this incredible woman's opportunity if you guys want to go put your hands on her shoulders you guys go pray for her you you, you beautiful couple just go praise for her Come on, God blessed you. You're blessed to be a blessing. I don't need to pray for you. God can bless you. When I say that, somebody's had really, really bad pain while they're praying there in the back part of your foot, like your ankle area. You have like pain in your like ankle or foot. Is that you, miss? Your heel, come, run for a minute. What's your name? Yolanda, come on, I like it. Is that Guns N' Roses? Come on. I used to do a little, but a little wasn't doing so. A little got mile, mile, wow. I gave Axel Rose a prophetic word not too long ago. True story. Isn't that wild? Walk with me. Axel Rose was Assemblies of God, Pentecostal talent competition winner two years in a row. And he was molested by a minister. Pray for him. He talks about it. That's the only reason why I could say it. What just happened to your ankle? I could feel that lift. What just freaking happened? I, could, I felt that girl. Come on, walk, run with me. Come on. We'll pretend like we're doing like an infomercial for our health. Come on, this is where they do it, by the way. Come on, in South Jordan, it's like all like those like oil companies. Come on, like all like those, we're selling pills and stuff, vitamins. What just happened? For reals, where, where's all the pain? Jump up and down so you could give the devil a heart attack for real. Oh, she's been dancing with not Mr. Brownstone. What's that? Isn't that cool? I like you. Where's your, are your family here? Where's your cool husband? Where's your awesome husband? Come on, he's like, I am just chilling. You're a good man. You're a good man. What's your first name? Hey, Seuss, you can't go wrong with a name like, hey, Seuss. You, you gotta be a success if your name is hey, Seuss. Man, I, you got, how did you get so many good people in our church? And you know what I love is the diversity. I love our diversity. Isn't that beautiful? that God made every human being, whether you're Romanian, come on, you're Russian, you're African, you're Brazilian, you're Hispanic, come on, you're pink, come on, every.
everybody's welcome, everybody's somebody in God's kingdom. I love that. I'm just looking across and looking at all these beautiful faces. Man, we're wealthy tonight, and we can celebrate God. Give the Lord a clap and a shout just for a minute. Come on, before I pray for him. Lord, I thank you for favor over their household, over their business. Oh, I see that. Come on, this is going to be really good. Watch what's good. You're not going to get, I, from time to time, you've been getting like heartburn, like, like, like in your chest, tightness in your chest. Lord, I thank you for removing plaque from two arteries. You're going to feel a warmth go through my middle finger right there. Lord, I thank you for opening up his arteries, no heart attacks. Thank you for health and strength. And watch what I bring you. Watch what I bring you this winter, for I have a surprise for you. It will reward you in business, for I will cause you to be seen. It will be seen, and there will be a financial reward to it. You'll know that I did it, says the Lord. But I'm going to cause your work and your skill and excellence to become visible in the eyes of someone. They're already seeing you, but now it's going to become very apparent. And it will measure and measurable increase for you and your family. And you'll have a Christmas to remember, says the Lord. For I'm already telling you six months in advance, even Christmas in July, says the Lord. For I've sent, I've sent my son Rex to tell you this very thing, that you will have the greatest Christmas as a family you've ever had. There will be great rejoicing in your home and your family. And I see kids just going through the freaking roof, bouncing off the walls. Come on. Not because of hot chocolate, but because of joy in your home. You've lifted, the, you've lifted the bar. You're a very honorable man. You're a good man. And there's good God-sized projects. These next two years, there will be two significant projects that I give you, the Lord says, and there'll be substantial opportunity for it. You're going to know it's bigger than you. It's going to challenge your skill level, but I'm going to be in it, says the Lord. Don't turn it down. There'll be great reward in it. One will come in February, and the other one will come in next August. In Jesus' name. You feel that? That's wild, huh? Isn't that cool? It's not psychic. It was the Lord. I like you. You're just a good man. Man, when, if I invite people over for Thanksgiving, I'm going to invite you over. How many of you enjoyed tonight? Has it been good for your soul? And thanks for being gracious. I went over. We got to end. But I'll pray. Oh, oh come on. How, what am I praying for? I like you. You smell good, dude. Come on. His foot? What happened to it? Your foot, too? You kicked him. Oh, okay. What happened? Where are you from? Whereabouts? Rwanda? It's a beautiful country. I've done a lot in East Africa. Uh, I've not been to Rwanda, but I love, come on. I love, uh, I've been to Africa many times. That's my favorite place to go. Uh, the people are the best. You're the best. What's your first name? Patrick. Patrick. Okay. Stretch your hands towards Patrick. I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you for touching Patrick. His foot's in his nice Balenciagas, but I thank you that your healing presence is flowing through Patrick. You're going to feel a warmth go down. His legs, I think you're also going to skill him and you're going to raise him up. And at the right time, you're also going to use him to be a blessing to his family. 
I thank you for a pastoral gift on his life, that you're going to raise him up. His mama prayed when he was young that you'd make him a minister, but he didn't want to be weird and funky. Let him rise up in business and let him rise up in the calling you have for his life. I pray that preaching gift would come on him, and I pray it would unlock and unleash things in people and revelation, and it would stop deception over people's lives. And I thank you today for your healing presence flowing through him. You're going to feel that. There it goes. Down the backhand side, watch that, your left leg. You're going to feel a warmth. Go down there now. There it goes. What just happened? For reals? What's the difference? Total different. Total different? Yeah. Would it normally be painful to do that? Okay, jump. Jump, jump. <laughs> We're not, no, we can't really do it to that. Crisscross will make you. <laughs> Come on, don't act like you don't know no songs. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. Come on. Sometimes you just got to bust in some bell bibs of O when you're praying for people. What just happened right there? Oh, my goodness. Aren't you glad you came tonight? Come on. You got a calling on your life. For real, look at my eyes. As a real one to another real one, you have a really big calling on your life. Honor that calling. Your favor's there. The power of God's there. You're not normal. He put his fingerprint on you. You're just what he wanted. You were built for this. You were built for this. Very few Africans in this culture, you were put here. You were freaking built for this. God's going to raise that up. The shout, the shout. I am prophesying. You ain't teasing. You ain't teasing. Come on. We got to teach these white people how to do church. You know what I'm saying? Give the Lord a clap and a shout for healing his leg. That's cool. Man, I love people. I love being with people. Okay, and there's bonus, and you got your little handkerchief and everything. I love it. Okay, we won't go hip-hop. Oh, shoot. What's your first name? Cynthia. Cynthia. Jesus, I thank you for touching Cynthia. Go into that joint. And that tendon in the inside of that, there it is. Watch. It's pinched there. Be healed. How do you know that? There's, you can tap into three voices. There's your voice, God's voice, the devil's voice. How do you know which one? My sheep hear my voice. Most people have to wait till God shouts. They don't even get close enough for the whisper. You're as close to God as you want to be. You don't have to be a minister to be used, to be God work through you. Jesus, flow through. There you go. Feel that go through. Boom. Keep it there just for a second. Sometimes I don't let people fall. Sometimes it's okay. It's not Christian TV for me. I've never been on. Is that okay? Some of them are good. Some of them I don't care for. I just like doing the Jesus style. This has happened in restaurants. I've done it in nightclubs. Suge Knight from, come on, Death Row Records. I spoke in his crib. Happened to Eddie Murphy's house. Why? Because Jesus is the same. Help me pick her up if you don't mind, guys. You're dangerous. You're dangerous. Stand up for a minute. You're going to feel like for real. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you going home, girl? I didn't say you could leave the crib yet. I'm having fun tonight. I've been on the road for six days. Give a man a break. 
I'm like, tonight I'm wearing Adidas, white jeans. It's my last night on the road for a couple of days. Hold on, stay here. Close your eyes. Lord, like a wind, I pray you just take him sideways. I pray you breathe in all those new ideas into him. I thank you for what you have for his family. I thank you for what you have for his life. And I thank you, Father. I thank you for the incredible, incredible gift he is. And I thank you, Lord, for blessing him. I pray tonight over his life, and I ask you to do it for me. I pray the prophet's reward on his life. I pray that you would do that. And I, I pray that tonight out of my office of ministry. Flow through him and his There it is. Boom. Flow through him. Substantial workings of God in and through your life. And God's going to ask more of you so you can carry more of him. But he will reward you and he'll multiply the things that you've already sacrificed. In fact, watch what comes to you very quickly. September 13th through the 21st. Watch what begins to, what, there's a, something that's going to happen to you. I see a clock. I see a clock. Something's about to click. Something's about to click in that period, September 13th to the 21st. Watch what I open for you in that pattern. I'm going to open something, an opportunity, or there's going to be like a, a conversation that's going to lead to something. There's something that's going to open up all of a sudden. It's actually the Lord says it's a prayer that you prayed in the month of June that I will answer, that I'm going to bring you to the answer of it in the month of September, and it will happen before your very eyes. In Jesus' name. Isn't that cool? You feel that wealth? Whew. Isn't that cool? Do you feel that like wind kind of like push you sideways a little bit? For real, isn't that weird? Watch, Lord, do it again. I know I seem probably pretty dumb saying that, but I know who I know. God, I thank you for all the great things you have. And then what happened to your ankle? You ready to go run around? Let's go. I get my exercise in when I pray for people. Come on. God gave you a personality. Might as well use it. Don't be serious. I love her. What a good woman. What just happened to your ankle? It was the bottom line. What just happened? Jump up and down. I couldn't put pressure on the bottom of my right heel. And now I can't. Isn't that awesome? Why don't we give a Lord a clap and a shout? Only Jesus can do that. No trick photography, no manipulating people. God of the Bible answers prayer. Isn't that cool? I like you. You're super cute. I like you. Who are you? Yeah. Janet, come here. Can you stand up for a minute? You got a big life to live. You're very, very special and you have a real tenderness about you. Can I say something? Will you let me go a little deep with you? Are you okay with that? I'm okay. You're going to really like being you. Sometimes you've battled how much you like yourself, just like a lot of people, about 86% of the people in this room, they wish they were somebody else. 
They wish they had somebody else. And sometimes you battle against yourself. But God's going to give you such an understanding of how special you are. And there's nobody like you. He wanted you. You're the, the only reason he made you is just because he wanted to love you and wanted you to enjoy him. He didn't need a servant. He wasn't looking for a servant. He wasn't looking for someone to do a bunch of religious things. He wanted someone that would just understand that he made them to love them and would not play hard to get with him. God's love is going to do incredible work in your heart, and it's going to release great mercy in your life. You're going to be able to help a lot of people, and people are going to open up to you because you are a trusted person. You're going to be a vault with people's secrets. You're going to be a vault with people's secrets, but God has a great plan for your life, and everything's going to come together. Things seem like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What is it going to be? Who am I going to connect with? Who am I going to meet eventually? All these things. God says, I have a priority pathway for you. It's like a yellow brick road. There's always lions, tigers, and bears like Dorothy on the way to Kansas. Come on, act like you know what I'm talking about. Come on. But you follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. There's a path of righteousness for your life. That's beautiful. Give me your hand. Close your eyes. Jesus, I thank you for great grace over her life. And I thank you that you're ordering all of her steps and your love is lifting all that heaviness and oppression off her. And I thank you that she's going to feel more secure in who she is and what she's called to be and do. And I thank you for great freedom in her soul and her life. And the creative mercy that you put in her will expand, it would be released with great works in her life. I thank you that she's a champion in the kingdom of heaven and that God's proud of you. I want you to hear that. People tell you that. People close to you tell you they're proud of you. You have good people around you. But sometimes it's hard to hear it. But God's going to reattach your ear tonight so you can hear how proud people are of you because they see the wealth in you. In Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for using her to bring healing to people. Healing to people. You're going to feel a warmth go through my hand into yours. It'll be like a tingly. One, two, three. Boom. There it goes. And I thank you, Jesus, that when she senses this gift flowing through her life, she'll realize you want to use her life to speak words of hope, healing, and restoration to people. Amen. Isn't that cool? Is that cool? I know everyone's looking at you like, oh, my gosh. Come on. I'm so glad you came tonight. And thanks for being such a great person. Give her a clap. Come on. That's cool. All right. I got to get out. We went long. We went long. Stand up for a minute. If you're sick in your body, put your hand on your body right now. I'm going to pray a prayer. Come on. If you're not feeling good, put your hand on your body. If you need a breakthrough and a comeback in an area, I'm going to pray with all my heart right now. Lord, I thank you for every person here under the sound of my voice. I pray that God, your miracle working presence would bring peace and joy. I pray people would recover opportunity. They would recover funds. They would recover, Lord. I pray health in their bodies. I pray this would be an incredible season of breakthrough over all of the people here. I pray I cancel Satan's plans against our families. I cancel Satan's plans against our children. I cancel Satan's plans against your health. I cancel Satan's plans against your finances. I thank you, God, that in this comeback season that there's great restoration being released. I thank you for great opportunities being released. I thank you for restoring people's soul. I thank you for touching people and opening doors of opportunity that no person can close. I thank you for your hand of favor that God will let us possess all that you've promised to do, the Bible says. I thank you your favor surrounds us like a shield. And I thank you, God, that this is comeback season in Jesus' name. Someone say, in Jesus' name.
in Jesus' name. Come on. That this is my season. Someone say, in Jesus' name, this is my season. I'm going to be aggressive in my faith. And I'm going to get back everything that I was stolen from me and everything I gave away. God is for me. God is with me. Jesus forgives me. And I receive his grace. Things are becoming new. And my life will shine like the stars. My family will shine like the stars. And I walk out of here as the head and not the tail. Victorious and not defeated. Healed and blessed because of the goodness of God. And if you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout like you got energy. Come on, shout. Shout with a voice of triumph. Come on. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.